0: and welcome to another episode of Live Till Five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, here broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, Barragata Guam, 21 and a half years on the air, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, beautiful Christian music, Bible-based programming, around the clock. And really, not just here on island, but around the world, because you can tune in through our live stream go to khmg.org you can listen online you don't have to have a radio on your desk anymore you can also listen to podcasts shows that we have produced here at Harvest Family Radio love for you to be able to check those out as well also let us know you're listening through Facebook go find Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook and give us a little thumbs up there leave us a little comment we love to hear from you You send us a private message, give us some constructive feedback, things we could do better, things you like about the station, about this show, about other programs we produce. I encourage you to engage with us. We love the two-way part of the communication. We're constantly broadcasting out the message, but we love to hear back from you that you're receiving the message. You know, we broadcast one of our shows, Heart of Harvest Asia all the way into India, North Korea, China, Philippines. We have partnered with Transworld Radio to broadcast that program to English-speaking audiences or audiences that are wanting English-speaking programming. And we broadcast that into those hard-to-reach areas of the world. That's another, just one of many blessings of being part of a Christian broadcast ministry such as this, the media opportunities we have with the web, with radio, it's its really great. And I am glad to be with you for this 229th episode. It's Friday, September 1st, 3.06 p.m., 229 episodes, hard to believe we've been on the air for almost four and a half years now, every Friday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m., this is our live local talk and variety program. As a ministry of Harvest Family Radio, but it is a light take on the week. We look back, we, we talk about funny things, we we promote things that are happening around here and on our island. Sometimes we'll talk about some serious topics as well. But particularly in the first hour, we take a little bit of a lighter look at life. We want to give you a, a good family-friendly alternative for your Friday afternoon as you're driving around, maybe picking up the kids from school or Saturday, you're running errands, you're going shopping. Maybe you're just looking for something to listen to that's a little bit entertaining or encouraging. We hope this show does that for you. We love having this opportunity, this vehicle, so to speak. And this being our 229th episode, we've been doing this a lot. We encourage you to stay tuned. Stay tuned. If you ever miss part of the show, by the way, we rebroadcast it in its entirety on Saturdays from noon to 2 and from Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. And in a few minutes, we're going to be having Bob the Librarian, who provides me with all kinds of good material. He's going to be stopping by to talk about the Lang Memorial Library here at Harvest Christian Academy. So don't go away because Bob's going to be here in just a few minutes. But before we take a break for Harvest Highlights, something that Bob gives me every month is the list of The observances and holidays for said month. And so September, today's September 1st, is AKC, Responsible Dog Ownership Month, All American Breakfast, America on the Move, or Month of Action, Apple Month, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder Month, Baby Safety Month, Backpack Safety American Month, Be Kind to Editors and Writers Month, Biodiversity Childhood Cancer Awareness, Children's Good Manners, Chili Peppers, Classical Music, Cold and Flu Campaign, College Savings, Ethnic Foods, Fall Hat, Figs, and Food Allergy Awareness Month, to name a few. September is a busy month, very uh, epic. A lot lot of observances in the month of September. The weeks are also divided up into special observances. For example, it's International Enthusiasm Week starting today, for one week, International Enthusiasm Day. And you can see why, because this is also National Biscuits and Gravy Week, which they seem to go hand in hand. Uh, National Payroll Week starts on the 4th. That's good. National Suicide Prevention Week. National Waffle Week. Play Days are the 5th through the 9th. Self University Week starts today. Sobriety Checkpoint Week which I think will be happening here on Guam as well, and Substitute Teacher Appreciation Week. Thank you, Substitute Teachers. We appreciate you. Well, we start appreciating you on Sunday because it doesn't start till the 3rd, but we will appreciate you. Today, a special observance would be Bring Your Manners to Work Day, Building and Code Staff Appreciation, Calendar Adjustment, National Cherry Popover Day, National College Colors, National Lazy Moms Day, is there such a thing? National No Rhyme or Reason Day, and Toys Tips Executive Toy Test Day. Tomorrow, the 2nd of September, International Bacon Day, National Blueberry Popsicle Day, that's kind of an obscure popsicle, National Hummingbird Day, Tailgating Day, National Riding Day, and VJ Day, but the most interesting observance tomorrow is actually September 2nd, Bison 10 yell day. Bison, like the, like the big buffalo, 10, like the number 10, yell day. Now, I, you know, to have an observance like that makes you curious, and so my curiosity got the best of me. I looked it up. September 2nd, 200th anniversary of any imaginary character of your choosing because it is Bison Tell 10 Yell Day. Bison 10 Yell Day. Get it? Bison 10 Yell Day. So basically, you can celebrate it by if you need an excuse to have a party or something like that, you can make up an imaginary character and you can celebrate their significance on this day, the 2nd of September, because it is Bicentennial Day, Bicentennial Day. Get it? Bicentennial, 200th anniversary. Yeah, I didn't get it at first either, but anyway, let's see. The third on Sunday, Bowling League Day, Skyscraper Day, and then another one that grabbed my attention, National Welsh Rarebit Day. I don't know if you've ever had Rarebit before. But uh, it is the Welsh word kind of slang for rabbit. So National Welsh Rabbit Day is observed annually on September 3rd. What is rarebit? Well, is actually the Welsh term for rabbit. Not unlike mock turtle soup having no turtle in it, Welsh rarebit does not contain rabbit. This dish is made with toast that has hot cheese poured on it. Mmm. In the 18th century, Welsh rarebit was served in a succulent supper and was also known as a tavern dish. It was mostly made with cheddar cheese and a wheat type of bread opposed to the typical European fondue and Swiss cheeses. As with any dish, there are different versions and variations of Welsh rarebit. Some of the ingredients found in some recipes are cayenne pepper, mustard, Worcestershire, and paprika. So, if you want to observe this holiday, you're up for trying new things. What better bra- way to celebrate national Welsh Rarebit day than giving the recipe a try? So anyway, if you've ever had national, if you've ever had Welsh Rarebit before, please uh, put that on our Facebook Harvest Family radio. We'd love to hear about your experience with Welsh Rarebit. And Sunday is the observance of it. We'll have to try that. some cheesy bread. The fourth Monday, great Bathtub race, Labor Day. National Macadamia Nut Day, National Wildlife Day, Newspaper Carrier Day. The fifth is going to be Be Late for Something Day, International Day of Charity, Jury Rights Day, National Cheese Pizza Day. The sixth, Fight Procrastination Day, National Coffee Ice Cream Day, and Read a Book Day. Now, we do have Bob the Librarian coming in in a few minutes, and uh, he is all about reading books. That is, his whole life is helping people facilitate their need to read books because he is the librarian at the Lang Memorial Library. So there you go. Read a book days on the 6th and then the 7th, Google Commemoration Day, Grandma Moses Day, National Acorn Squash Day, National Threatened Species Day, and Neither Snow Nor Rain Day, and then finally Salami Day. I don't know about you. I do like me some good salami. Now we're going to take a short break for Harvest Highlights. When we come back, Bob the Librarian will be with us idioms the buck stops here stranger than fiction what's in my coffee this day in history a quiz our topic of the day the news and a lot of great conversation. so stick around i'm jared baldwin your host of live till 5 episode 229 friday september 1st 3:14 p.m stick around more live till 5 after this short break back with a little more live till 5. It's Friday, September 1st, 3.18 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio. That sounds like a big deal. But we say that because we are broadcasting all around the world. We have a program that broadcasts into Asia with Heart of Harvest Asia through Transworld Radio. We broadcast on the internet, and you can listen to our stream wherever you're at. I had a listener in Japan who said he would, listen, he would leave the live stream of our radio program on 24 hours a day because he was pretty sure his dogs weren't saved, and so he wanted them to hear the station all the time, and he would uh, message me. He moved since that time, so I don't know what he's listening to now, but he was listening at that time. So anyway, hey, I've got a special guest. He's been up here, no stranger to our listening audience, Bob the Librarian, who provides me with so many good things for this show. Uh, including but not limited to all the monthly observances. And then he sends me the Throwback Thursday site, which I use some of that material as well. Bob, how are you doing? You had a, you had a cold last week.
1: Well, if you listen long enough, you're going to hear it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how has the beginning of school gone for you?
1: Uh, we just finished the last of the orientations. So I talk to every grade or every section of a grade from first grade through sixth grade all week. So I can almost recite the PowerPoint by heart now.
0: Now, do they come into the library and view it on that screen you have set up on the left-hand side there?
1: Yeah, they put in a data projector for me. Uh, now I have to learn new technology. And uh, they put in a speaker, but they can't figure out how to make it work with Windows 10. Mm. But my machine is Windows 7 or whatever that is. So we're okay. having those hiccup problems. Sure. But everything is, uh, I love the data projector. I miss the overhead projectors, but I like the data projector you know, Yeah, better. yeah.
0: You know, uh, I remember with the old acetate clear overhead projector, I always had that one teacher that instead of getting like a wet sponge would spit on it Uh-oh. and then wipe it off, you know, with the edge of their hand or something like that. Yeah. And... uh yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I, some things have definitely improved with uh, technology, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah,
1: you don't have to worry about doing those layers of transparencies right, and right. flipping. Right, yes. I mean, the PowerPoint is so much easier. Yeah.
0: So now, what's new in uh, the library for this year?
1: Well, I was trying to figure out how I was going to approach this with you this afternoon. And uh, I wrote down a bunch of things. So, uh, fasten your seatbelt. Here we go. <coughs> Sorry, I apologize okay. for that. Hey,
0: it. You know what? Live radio loves coughing. That's what Chris and I talk about. That's in the biz, that's very common.
1: Well, I have a cough drop, so we'll see what happens. All right, great. So, anyways, this past summer we did a partial inventory of our collection. We had, uh, when we did the conversion of the database in January, we were showing over 800 lost materials. And the company said, You really need to solve this problem. So, this summer we did a partial inventory. We didn't find anything, but we were able to clean up a lot of messes. So we did all of the juvenile books, all the biographies, all the fiction, whatever. I also found 150 books that had been missing for a year because they got randomly shelved by students in random locations. Oh,
0: so they were there. They were just in the wrong locations.
1: Yeah, not shelved by librarians because we know what we're doing. Oh, okay. There they you were go. Just random shelvers. Sure,
0: sure, sure. Maybe someone was playing a prank and just coming in and moving... You know, juvenile Wait. fiction to, you know, uh, uh, you know, periodicals or something like that.
1: Well, this will give you a laugh. Several years ago, a friend of mine was working in a small library. The custodian came in and he thought he'd help them out. So he rearranged the collection by color.
0: <laughs> oh boy.
1: <coughs> so we won't have that problem.: Yes, going no,
0: no, no, no.
1: So anyways, I was kind of thinking about my uh, web page for the library it is found on the school uh, all web page there and there's a link under academics or academic i think it is you You'll find a link to the library and when you get to that you'll also find that the library web page is very interactive which was never the case before and one of the interactive tabs is links so there's all sorts of cool things happening in the month of september there's patriot's day or patriot day not patriots patriot's day is celebrated at another low time but Patriot Day is for 9-11 and it's called Patriot Day and Remembrance for Service I think is what it's called now so there's some links on there about that as well as the Pentagon Memorial and the memorial that they're trying to build in Pennsylvania so 9-11 I was surprised I you know we sort of get surprised about this but we have a generation of students that don't know it even happened and this is the 16th anniversary So I was kind of surprised to see that. So there's some links up there about uh, 9-11. Also, Labor Day is Monday. I didn't, okay. Yes, I'm educated, but, you know, we forget all these cool things. So what is Labor Day all about? So there's some links up there about Labor Day. And then uh, Lexile Scores. That's the popular thing now. Lexile Scoring is a scientific means to... um, evaluate vocabulary and comprehension and reading of students. It has nothing to do with grade level. Everybody says, oh, it's grade level. They look at the first digit, they say it's grade. It has nothing to do with grade. It's just a scientific calculation. So they can search the database now by Lexile scores. And every parent that was in this school last year got a report on the Iowa testing, and it gives a Lexile number there. And then the teachers have Lexile numbers. So that's the big searching thing. And I think that's going to be very good for our students and teachers to to use as a tool. Uh, What else do I have in my
0: Lexile scoring. I I think (coughs) I remember seeing that on the Iowa testing. But uh, you know the word Lexile. You could could win a Scrabble match with that word right there.
1: Yeah, I know. But there are... I've never gotten the right letter combinations. <laughs> right. And I play on Facebook uh, the Scrabble game mm-hmm. with uh, Pastor and Mrs. Mm-hmm. Henson. Yep, yep. I lose more than I win.
0: Hey, if the word exile's on there, then all you need is an L. True. Then you can, then you can really show your yeah, academic. Uh, academic, whatever. <laughs> yes.
1: Pastor Joe likes to pull out these words out of the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always lose. <laughs> I never win with that man. Uh, something else that comes up in this month is banned book week. Now... I believe that, uh, well, for myself, that I believe in censorship. And I don't want junk in our library that our students are going to read. So I practice the censorship uh, that the banned people don't want to happen. But the most popular banned book on the list is the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty sad because the Bible is really, besides God's word, is a historical record of what happened. And it's a history book. And so it is the number one banned book. But I want people to know that we do practice censorship in the library because I make this choice that I don't want that junk in the library. And it is so, it's just mm-hmm. junk. And some of that stuff that's on the banned book list should be on the banned book list. I was appalled when I looked to see what was on that list. And people need to practice censorship. So banned book week happens during the month of September. And then something I thought was really kind of cool is uh, National Constitution Week is also in September. <coughs> Excuse me. It's, uh was ba- uh, started by the Daughters of the American Revolution in 1955. I was two years old.
0: Hey. You and my dad both.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're kind of like old geezers, I guess. But it's to honor our Constitution. And I think that many people are not being good citizens by honoring the Constitution. If we didn't have a Constitution, where would we be today? Mm -hmm. We could be like North Korea. So we have freedom by those uh, people that sat down and wrote the Constitution, and many people just throw that out, and I think that's a shame. Mm -hmm. So, And then here's a question that I have for Mr. Harper. I played Christmas music in the library this week, When are we going to start hearing Christmas music on the radio, Mr. Harper?
0: Chris is stepping up to the mic right now. Chris, when are we going to start playing Christmas music? That
1: will not be until after
2: Thanksgiving. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Like the day after usually, right? Like sometime that weekend usually it's.
2: After Thanksgiving. And we've got, deborah has been, my wife's been working very hard on making sure we have a good I mean, we were, She worked a long, long time on last year's Christmas music, and then we refined it during the time it was being played, and now we've got an even better selection, uh, a wider variety, a better mix, and so. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be good. We've. we've
1: well, the done students well. were giving me a hard time because I was playing Christmas music, and I think Christmas music should be played year round. Just a preference. Well,
0: on our radio, show, we do take. Christmas music very seriously here at Harvest Family Radio. We, we usually do some kind of big release, like announcement, and, and, and make a big deal out of it. And TV so, commercial. So, TV com- Yes, TV commercial. Yeah. That's right. And we, yeah. we will promote it because it ties into our whole everything we do during that whole Christmas season with Festival of Lights and the different programs we have. School, church, Bible college, radio. It's a great way to kind of tie all those together. And we have some seasonal listeners. The Christmas music is really... Uh, because there's a dearth of that everywhere else on radio, uh, they like to tune in, particularly during that season.
2: We have, I would say, we have about between between you know eight and a dozen Christmas songs that we play year round because they're kind of mm-hmm. they're a little bit. You don't really notice that they're Christmas songs in the sense where they're not 100% Christmas right. songs. So with, there's like two categories you can put it in. It plays at Christmas time and it plays you know year round. So
1: there oh, are yeah. a few. I'm very grateful for the radio station for a variety of reasons, because I get to come up periodically and share about the library, but I like the radio station because I can listen to good preaching and always awesome music. I appreciate it. Wow. That's, Thank you.
0: That's a great endorsement. Thank you very much, Bob. <laughs> that's, that, we couldn't ask for a better compliment there. We, we work hard to have what we have up here at the radio station so we can provide exactly that service right there. Great preaching. Uh, Good, beautiful Christian music. And uh, I was just commenting to Chris. I had texted him the other night because I was listening to an Unshackled. on. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Wednesday night. Uh, I was heading home, and it was the most amazing, Unshackled story I've heard in a long time about this woman from Uganda who had been, her father was a Ugandan warlord with multiple wives, and, and her father was assassinated. She had to go back to her Muslim mother's home. It's just this crazy story. It's like, and so you know, there's just some unique things you can listen to on Christian radio, and particularly this Christian radio station, where it's like, wow, that is really a blessing. Got to hear good preaching today. Got to hear Chris, you know, even uh, live trying to get the, the mouse and keyboard working. Yes, <laughs> I was uh, listening, and he's he's like, and we're gonna play some. Oh wait, the mouse isn't working. Let's uh, and you're having to scramble. I mean, I've been there many times. You're trying to scramble to figure out, okay, how do I keep this going? And you can't just you know turn it off and run away and cry. You know, you got to like, okay, we got to fix this on the air. So
2: I did run away and cry, but that
0: was after. Okay, <laughs> I kind of came in and Sorry. fixed it up. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm right. just kidding. there you go. <laughs> I'm just
3: kidding.
0: So now, Bob, uh, starting off the new school year, how many? years have you been the librarian for the Lang Memorial Library
1: I started my 20th year in May Wow
0: 20 years at the Lang Memorial and what was your previous library uh, career path before the Lang Memorial
1: how far back you want to go
0: go all the way back
1: all the way back I started working in library land in 1970 as a high school student the public library had an Explorer program And they were looking for people to come in and work. And I knew the librarian because I was a library user. And she said, you know, Bob, we want you to work in the library. So Mrs. Hamilton was the librarian at the time. And uh, she's the reason I work in a library today. She gave me the love for books. Uh, I was a poor student in school. And in those days, they didn't know what dyslexia was. (coughs) Excuse me. I have a... Mild form of dyslexia. And so people that have dyslexia, mine was with letters, and so I suffered with reading. And it wasn't until high school that they discovered that this was what was going on. But Mrs. Hamilton invested in me and she wanted me to succeed. So I started in 1970 in this Explorers program and I just went from there. And after I graduated from high school, I went to a community college. And I was an education major and discovered I didn't like education. But I continued to work in library land. And so I've worked at the public library for several years. I graduated f- or graduated from community college, went to Moody Bible Institute, worked in the Moody Bible Institute library, and the Cosmopolitan National Library. I helped establish a legal library in the bank. And then after that, I returned to the public library. And then the job I held before here was the head of circulation and the head of serials at the University of Colorado at Car Springs library. Wow. This is the longest time I've ever worked in the library. I worked at the university 14 years, so I've worked here now 20.
0: Wow. Wow. And, and the, what is the path? Let's say we have someone listening that's interested in possibly working in a library. What would you recommend for them to do to get themselves in a place where they'd be qualified to work in the library?
1: They need to get a general education degree as in a bachelor's. You can specialize, but really it's smart to have a branched out thing because you're going to have to, if you work at the reference desk, you have to know a lot about a lot of different things. Then you need to go on to an ALA accredited library and obtain your master's in library science degree. I do not have a master's in library science degree because I never thought I'd really be a librarian. I'm what they call a technician by uh, definition. But because um, I only ever wanted to do the nuts and bolts. I'm happiest when I see a person walk out of the library with what they want. I didn't know how to do a budget until I came here. I didn't know how to really do a lot of stuff. But Harvest has been very good.
0: And so for someone in the year 2017, 2018 and forward, really, if you want to be a librarian, that the head of a library, you really need to plan to go on for your master's degree in library science
1: i recommend it not do what i did it's too late now for me but i would recommend that and then they can specialize in whatever they want there is a young lady that will be taking over for me here at harvest when i retire and she's going to specialize in children and young adult services and i gave my advice to her when she asked me was you need to plan beyond harvest what do you want to do if you're not here all the time so that's what she's doing. And so she's started her education, and she will take over for me when I retire.
0: Wow, great, great. Well, Bob, any f- final parting thoughts for our listeners as far as the Lang Memorial Library? Uh, what's, your, what's your goal this year as far as the library goes?
1: My goal is that children will find books that are just right for them hey. and adults that don't read.
0: There you go. There's a few of those. There's a few of those. Just because we work in an academic institution doesn't mean that everyone's a reader all the time. Uh, present company included here. So we're going to take a short break. Bob, thanks so much for stopping by today. Really I appreciate it. it. All right, great. That's Bob Shuck the librarian at the Lang Memorial Library here at Harvest Christian Academy. We're going to take a short break. It's 3.35 p.m. on Friday, September 1st, episode 229 of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Stick around for more Live Till 5 after this short break. We're back with a little more live till five. Really back. Really, really back. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. 3 40 p.m. on Friday, September 1st. And we have the proverbial Rose Among Thorns with us. Bob Shuck decided to stay on and help us with our What's in My Coffee segment. So it's it's like a rare treat helping us describe our rare treats. Bob Shuck. <laughs> Helping us describe our drinks from the hub, and I guess it's a good time just to go ahead and let everyone know that this segment's brought to us by Hebrews. Oh wait, sorry, that's Hong Kong Mambo and (laughs) Hebrews at the same time. (laughs) You know that? I didn't know you could do that. I didn't even (laughs) know you could do that. (laughs) Well, there you go. Learn something new every day. Hopefully, not on the air. That was tremendous. With everyone listening. We're going to get millions of letters for that one, Chris.
2: Okay, here we go. How about... Oh, get ready for the oh, truck man. <laughs> to pull This up segment is off.
0: still brought to us by Hebrews Worldwide Coffee Shop and Bookstore, also known as The Hub, offering in endless varieties of coffee, teas, baked goods, Christian music, books, gifts, a little bit of Yankee candles down there, diminishing, diminishing.
2: Art. There's art? Yes, there. there's art. There's
0: Beautiful art. art, including a yes. map of Guam that is for a fundraiser, a medical fundraiser. I like the hub a lot. I go there every day. Now let's play What's in My Coffee. This is a segment we've been doing ever since we came up with the idea that we could get free drinks if we just talked about them on the air. And so each of us have in front of us a drink that we don't for sure know what they are. We have guesses. We have speculation. But uh, the idea is for us, the people in the biz on the radio, to describe to you, the listening audience, what we're drinking so the next time you go by the Hub, you're like, hey, I want to get that one thing that Bob Shuck described. It sounded so tasty when he described it. And uh, so we're going to we're gonna kind of go around the table here. We'll start with Sebastian. You have drink number one there. Sebastian, what does it taste like? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? And tastes. What does it sound like? Okay, so
4: this is a blended. One second. You have a little uh, brain freeze you brain freeze. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> a blended brain freeze, that's what I'm going to call Ooh. it. It's great. I love it. There's no brain in it, but I'm just kidding. That's, okay. That's uh, that's so good. this is like I think this is a blended um, something with a shot of espresso. Okay. Not espresso, but espresso. Espresso, yes. And Any chocolate in there, you think? I don't taste chocolate. Okay. A little whipped cream? It's got whipped cream and it's um, it's a kind of a darker color, and mm-hmm. I consistently have been having the Kona Mocha, yes. but I don't believe it's that. Yes, because um, I had it like today. So it's so. kind of <laughs> it's like today. Oh, like today. <laughs> yes, you won't yes. sleep till like
0: tomorrow. That's okay. <laughs> yes. All right. So it's so a it's a, it, it's a blended
4: espresso. Espresso. I'm going to say a blended like uh, vanilla bean. Okay.
3: Espresso. Could be. Could be.
4: Uh, vanilla black bean, black and white. Could be a black oh. and
0: white also. Lawrence is the drink whisperer, so all he has to do <laughs> is be in the same room, and he knows what you're drinking. It could be in a black cup with like the label removed, and you give no indication and be like, "Oh yeah, that's a that's a boony stomper," yeah. you know, <laughs> blended counterclockwise. So, so uh, Bob, you're you're drinking something that looks very interesting there. Ice drink. What does it taste like?
1: Uh, it's refreshing. Okay. It's got, like, a couple depths of flavor in it. Okay. Um, I you're know, already
0: expanding our vocabulary just know, the way you're you saying it. I yes. appreciate to, yeah, that very yes. much. I, I listen very to you guys so. do this on yes. the radio,
1: and I break out laughing every time. So like now I'm part of the laughs. So that's, that's right. scary. That's right. So uh, anyway, so I know that it has the Calamansi drink in it mm. that we all like. Yes. Which is, yes. that's a lemon, right?
0: Uh, yes, it's like a lime, a lime. lemon, Yes. Oh, a mm-hmm. limey lemon. Yes. Mm. Yeah, I don't know but if I like it. not a slimy lemon. No, no. Definitely okay, no. There's no sliminess works. to it.
1: But there's something else in it. Like, um, I don't know. It would probably be a leaf that they grounded up and you would get this flavor out of it. it might like be poison meat. ivy? Oh, I don't think you'd do no. drink okay. that. But that'd right. be a little itchy. You might break out in hot. Okay. All right. Well. I don't think you'd do that.
0: You know, they like to throw us a curveball <laughs> <laughs> now and again. Because
1: that's
2: such a common uh, yeah.
0: Well, I Well, you said a home. leaf, and so I'm just trying to think but of obscure rub leaves. if you this
1: leaf, you smell like it.
0: Oh, so maybe. So it's kind of
1: like a, an herb you'd find in the garden. So maybe it's like a mint.
0: Mint. So it could be a calamansi <laughs> mint. mint. That cold, would be a logical icy
1: drink. That but you is know, very I think refreshing. I would like it if it was blended. So do oh. you like an icy? Ooh, ooh. Mm. Okay.
0: All right. Now speaking of icy, look at uh, Lawrence's
5: here.
1: It ain't coffee. What OJ. It drink? is it not what what is coffee. That?
5: It's extremely yellow, cold, <clears throat> yellow. Yes, cold. O-J. Like uh, the Golden Coast. <laughs> very cold and um it's cold gold it, it, it's cold gold cold gold i call mango smoothie mm. <laughs> mm. oh it's a mango i'm going to begin calling it the cold gold it's the cold gold it's and, a bold uh, cold gold a bold cold gold never uh, gets old never not of old yeah so <laughs> so th- those are the those are the words of, of rhyming for today you, there you have, go you
2: met your quota <laughs> so uh, it's an Australian drink. He said it's from the Gold Coast. It yeah, yes, the it's Gold the Gold Coast. Coast.
5: It's the cold Gold Coast. The Aussie World. Gold Cold. But you think it's a mango smoothie, basically?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I'm for sorry. Sure.
5: It's you know, don't mean to. The mango is so dominant that there's if there was another flavor in there, it's in the corner. You know, okay. scared of the Isn't big mango. Like, oh. <laughs> You have the best way of describing things
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) exactly what happened there Yeah, that's uh, basically to become a principal You have to be able to describe things in obscure (laughs) ways So uh, Chris is drinking a hot drink as well as myself I can't see in his cup because it's paper cup What does it taste like?
2: My hot drink um, has the right blend I don't like the coffee drinks that are too sweet uh, sometimes if it gives you a little too sweet, then it's like, okay, well, this isn't coffee anymore. So this has got the perfect blend of sweetness, but also coffee. It, it leans a little heavily toward the coffee rather than the sweetness. Yeah. So I really like it, but I can't tell the flavor that's in it. I think it might be. I mean, I would have guessed a mocha, frankly, but I'm not thinking it is because after I've taken a few more drinks of that. Nah, I don't think this is not, not chocolatey not sure enough. It's, it's I'm not sure if it's that? chocolate. No, it's it's. Um, I would say it's less sweet mm. than that. So I I couldn't tell you what it is, but I but I like it because I, I like the blend of it. Mm. It's, just the blend. Right. it's the blend.
0: It's the blend. It's the it's the ratio. It's, the, it's the ratio. That's exactly ratios. Right. You there you go. The okay. All right. It's the so you want if, if 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 you're walking into the coffee shop here in the next five minutes, just ask for the drink that has the exact same ratios as what Chris got. Yes. Now for myself, the I'm reality. drinking a hot. Espresso-based drink has definitely has milk or cream uh, froth into it. It is the color not of these Gap khakis I have these uh, Gap uh, modern fit khakis, but more of my Gap D nine field pant khakis uh, that have the fifth pocket, the little coin pocket that you don't actually use, but it gets all wrinkly. It's that color. Um, I think derived. The color is derived from the uh, East India Trading Company soldiers dyeing their white uniforms. Yes. With dirt, so that they were harder targets, right? It's wow. like camo, basically. They
5: probably dyed it in that drink. This right this there.
0: would actually be even better. Yeah, this would even be better. More camo. Wow. If you were if you were like in the Sahara Foreign Legion, you would need to dye your white clothes in this to blend in. Somehow, See, I knew dye. the French
2: Foreign Legion would wind up in this conversation. Yep. I, <laughs> I love it. talking it about to. the
0: Foreign Legion. It's <laughs> one of my favorite topics that no one knows about. I knew.
2: I knew. I was predicting. Yep. It was in my head. <laughs>
0: See? You should have beat him into the See? punch. Yeah, now, really... Chris, you should be very troubled right now that I actually drew that out of your head because yeah. Yeah. Um, what's in my head ought never be in anyone else's head. Yeah. Back to the drink. <laughs> this hot drink, it's, it tastes like a latte. I think it's a latte or a laddie, uh, as people that don't drink lattes very often might call it. <laughs> Number one, blended brain. it you. doesn't look like what it says it is, let me just say. It's
4: a taro es- with espresso. It was, was something perfect. I said with espresso. And I think it does the, not espresso, look
0: the espresso, the espresso, actually made it brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, Who has number two? I you knew do. It. I am number two. I sugar-free vanilla latte. I am just like, just like cosmically drawn to the sugar-free drinks. I'm so glad for that, boy. Cosmically? I, yeah, I just made that up. Um, cosmically. Number three. Who has number three? <laughs> exactly. I do. Caramel latte.
3: Okay. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> if someone <laughs> yeah. wants a drink
0: with perfect ratio caramel latte it's perfect and number four is the mint Monsi. Oh, so Monty. and that is the new drink there's a little sign right by the cash register very refreshing and the mint just makes it pop right it's just really really good it's yep. a great combination and then lawrence i don't know what you have actually yeah so i'll I take your word for I it tell you i think it, i think it is what? a mango smoothie it would make sense it's a pureed mango frozen drink yeah they, very tasty. it, it is very referring. they ran out of paper. it looks yeah. like they just didn't. yeah, I, yeah, they wrote it on the back of a Dead wrinkly little note. yeah, this yeah. I <laughs> didn't know we had to recycle post-it, post-it notes. <laughs> they are the most <laughs> uh you know, they really care about the finances down there, so appreciate that. Well, Good. hey, we're gonna take a short break. Bob Shuck, thank you for coming by. Thanks and, for asking. Uh, thanks for hanging around and playing the drink, the game with us. You get to take the drink with you, by oh, the way. Not too much. All right, but you have to leave the bowl of candy.
1: No, just take a handful. Okay. All
0: right. <laughs> okay, and listening audience, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back in just a few moments and kind of wrap up this hour and go into the next hour. So you're listening to Live Till Five on KHMG, eighty-eight point one FM, Harvest Family Radio. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Three fifty PM on Friday, September first, episode two hundred twenty-nine. Stick around for a little more Live Till 5 after this short break. And we're back with a little more live till 5, 3.54 p.m. on Friday, September 1st, episode 229. 229 episodes in the vault, so to speak. Actually, it's in the Buffalo. Most of those are yes. in our storage device in the Buffalo. And uh, today is Bison Ten Yell Day, hey. Bicentennial Day, which is a fake holiday that you can use to celebrate the 200th anniversary of anything. So let's make up something. How about um, it's uh, today is the 200th anniversary of uh, blue cheese, the first blue cheese to arrive in America. What? Yeah, this is today is the, the or tomorrow actually this the second is the 200th anniversary of blue cheese arriving in America for the first time.
2: I can, it could go back to where it came from, as far as I'm concerned.
4: Like, this is this is a made-up day, right? It's a made-up day. You just oh. so make it up you completely. Just, yeah,
0: exactly. You totally make it up. As a 200th anniversary or something, that's why they call it Bison 10 Yell Day. Bicentennial Day, but it's Bison 10 Yell Day. Okay. All the kids get it. I don't get it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're too mature.
4: Like Peter no. Pan, you won't be able to fly anymore either. Let's yeah. celebrate this day. Yeah, it's bi- bicentennial day. And that's—I'm yeah. just—I
0: just—I just read it. I just give the news. I don't make it, <laughs> except for when we do. Now, speaking of making the news, Lawrence Nangast, history professor, high school graduate, <laughs> excellent ba- <laughs> basketball substitute. Uh, bachelor for the next uh, two weeks. weeks yeah. 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 While his wife is off-island, so he's got lots of time to work on the show. So uh, much time. <laughs> so, Lawrence, now today is September 1st. You know, this day, this week in history, probably a lot has happened. We've got a couple of minutes before the top of the hour. Uh, you got anything for us?
5: Yeah, there's a couple things here. Uh, we could look at uh, something that happened yesterday uh, in 1870. With the uh, Italian physician and educator, Maria Montessori. Mm, um, Montessori in schools. 19, uh, sorry, 1896. Montessori. She became the first woman in Italy to earn a medical degree, which is something to say. First Italian woman in Italy to do so. She went and developed the educational method, the Montessori method. She believed that the best way to teach was to guide the natural instinct of children. To help each one learn. It is it. Or her own pace. So there are pace schools or Montessori schools all of the United States. In fact, in this note, it says there are about forty five hundred of them uh, in the country. And uh, the first one was opened up in nineteen eleven in the U.S. And now there's you know over four thousand or almost yeah. halfway to five. It's very popular.
0: We've had people contact us to ask us if we are a Montessori right. type school. Right. There are we use ideas. On I think our lower elementary folks especially use a lot of ideas that were kind of originally um kinda of captured, I guess I, I people have been educating all different ways I'm sure since the creation of mankind. But the you know, some of the ideas that have actually been recorded is hey, here's an effective way to do hands on education. Montessori, uh Dr. Montessori came up with a way to kind of codify that. So yeah. Yeah. So
5: cool. that, that's pretty neat. And also uh same thing yesterday you had nineteen ninety seven, Princess Diana is killed in the car accident. In Paris, yeah. where were uh, you, Chris? Where were you when that happened?
2: I was covering that. It was in. It, I, I I'm shocked by how big of a story it was, but at the time, I was on overnight duty at KXLY Radio in Spokane, Washington. When that happened, it was like the biggest news story. Um, in a long time at that yep. point, and I got on live right away. I went over to, there are seven radio stations in our complex. I went around to the sports radio station, to the, there was a couple other music radio stations in there, did a report on that, and all night long the phone was ringing asking details about uh, uh, Princess Diana. So that was the first actual major news story that I ever covered where it was live, and there was stuff happening There was a lot of really bad reports about what was happening, you know, that she was in a coma and that she, you know, and that she was killed by paparazzi, is what they said. Right. Which which is basically true. They were chasing the car. Right. Right. But it turns out they were going way too fast trying to run away from the paparazzi. But anyway, there was a lot of bad info that came out first until it got clarified. I was
0: a married college junior uh with two kids my son andrew just been born a few weeks earlier at northland baptist bible college back in the day i remember that all breaking news so what else happened uh this day or this week lawrence as we wrap Uh, up this last minute of the hour
5: you know the um two years ago google Mm -hmm. changes its logo i remember this biggest redesign since 1999 oh yeah I right. remember so,
0: and I think uh, Google Google Day I think is sometime uh, yesterday or today as well. So I think they they kind of celebrate their birthday as the well. Same time. So. Yeah, excellent. Well, we're going to take a short break for the news. When we come back, Sebastian has a meaningful quiz for us. Well, I don't know if it's meaningful or not, but it's going to be a great quiz. We're going to have a lot of fun in the second hour of live till five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. It is 3:59 p.m. on Friday, September 1st. This is live till five on KHMG. 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barrigada, Guam. Stick around for SRN News. with a little more live till five. It is Friday, September 1st, 4.04 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios, broadcasting high top of the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of Harvest Family Radio here in Barragata, Guam. Broadcasting on island on 88.1 FM, broadcasting around the world through our website, khmg.org. Check us out there. You can download the podcast of this show. You can listen to a stream of this radio station, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, you can also tune in to the radio on Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. and catch this whole show in its entirety as we rebroadcast it. For those of you who cannot sit next to the radio speaker with rapt attention, hanging on every word like my mom used to do, most people can't do that. So maybe you'll catch a few minutes on Saturday, catch a few minutes on Sunday, catch a few minutes on Friday. Refer a friend, tell them to tune in. Thank you to all those who give us all the nice comments throughout the week. We just had a friend. We will call him FC. Told us he loves the What's in My Coffee segment. Of course, we've had others that interact with us by giving us different material to share and uh, listener source stories. We appreciate that. You can always send them to us through our Facebook page. Private messages, please. Harvest Family Radio Guam. (laughs) And we love to hear feedback from you as well. You can always stop by the studios. We're on the third floor right above the hub, third floor of the Harvest Church Academy School building. Come during business hours, and you can get the grand tour of the studio and the studio. There's just a studio here, so it won't be a long tour, but we'd love to meet you. We love hearing from you, and we really extra love it when you come by with cookies, donuts, cakes, things like that, so... We have um, uh, <laughs> contracted with a local baker who is the uh, official baker of Live Till Five. <laughs> um, we're giving her a few weeks to recover from her flu bug, so but expect her to be back on the job soon. It is uh, Cherry <laughs> Popover Day uh, this week, so it
5: is again. That was, was Cherry, cherry
0: Turnover. Now it's Cherry Popovers. What? What? I don't know what a popover is. Turnover. But I would love for our resident baker to figure that out <laughs> and educate us on that. So maybe I, she, maybe she could come was... in. And we could actually have her talk about hey, yeah, cherry baked know goods. I... I'm sure she just loves being on the radio with us. <laughs> never know, never know. I've asked her before. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm 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 game for that. You know, one of the uh, one of my favorite non regular regulars, Lindsay Nagengast. She's hilarious on the radio. She is. Especially when she doesn't know what's going on. Everyone else is like talking about something. And like when we talked about Bitcoin that one day. <laughs> oh, and she's yeah. like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> you <Huh>? know. <laughs> yeah. Huh? What? 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 So, but she's, she's very intelligent. She just sometimes we're talking about something and it's like Some an inside joke things, and stuff yeah, like that. It so
5: doesn't compute.
0: But uh, yeah. If you ever have any ideas for people we should interview or ask to be guests on the show, you can always send us a private message on Harvest Family Radio, Guam, Facebook. We'd love to hear from you and you know i guess you could volunteer yourself but if you don't hear back from us we probably just didn't get the message <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's it okay wow
0: well that's i mean that's how you kindly let someone down easy i don't right i well yeah that was in that class we took on the biz chris where you <laughs> you how to kindly really? let down people easy
2: it's just not answer
0: you just act like you didn't get it.
4: No, you are not answer, and then you say no, something little. That's and, not uh, what at, you do. Like no, you schedule
2: another guest, and you oh, say, man. "We've got oh, another sorry. guest that day." That's
4: right. That's right. Yep. Come yep. on, man.
0: Okay. All right. That's well. See, I haven't made it as far. <laughs> Chris is as ahead you have, of a the game. So. That's well, he. He really is. I mean, not only is he all around good guy, he's station manager here for a reason because he knows those subtle nuances. He's he he's just got he's got experience, age, and experience. One of those two, he has more than me. One, he has less than me. I'll let the listeners figure that out. Okay, Sebastian. Yes. I don't know if we've had enough Lone Ranger music today. Let me... It's just going. This is one of the longest uh, bumper songs I've ever had. I think it's time to let the Lone Ranger and Tonto ride off into the sunset and play our quiz. Goodbye, Lone Ranger. There you go. Goodbye. He's all alone
4: (laughs) on the range. Well... Um, I try to come up with a fancy name for this quiz. Like okay. I always do. Um, it's called, it was really hard to think of because it's not. I know. I okay. gave you a pretty a pretty tough one <laughs> You uh, told me like challenge. a paragraph of mm-hmm. like what the topic yep. was. I yep. don't know how to summarize it. But I call it the Retro Tech Quiz Check. Hey, oh. I like that. That's good. Ooh. Retro Tech Quiz Check. Yeah, I like it. Good job. <laughs> All right. Well, I have only five questions because it's very hard to. I was only alive for half of this kind of technology, and I was a kid when it was out, and I didn't really care. Okay. All
0: right. That's okay, son. Just just say it nice and loud so we can understand
4: what you're saying. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) All right, old man. Here we go. Uh, Question number one. We'll just go around the circle here. Which one of these was not one of the main sizes for floppy disks? A, 9.5 inches. Two or B, sorry. <laughs> B eight inches. C five point two five inches or D three point five inches. Eight mm. n- nine point
0: five eight five point two five three point five. Uh I would go with um eight.
5: Eight inch. That's what I was gonna say, B.
2: Um I'm gonna or go two. with two. I'm gonna go with the larger one, the nine point. Okay.
4: Yeah. Answers locked in. The correct answer was nine point five. Wow. Mm. The average the larger discs were the older designs, but yeah. I think eight inches was the biggest ever it was. I think.
2: Yeah. I th- I thought they were a three point one four or whatever. The three point one four. Well this,
4: these are just some Barbie of the discs. main sizes. Three point five. Um, three and a half inch.
0: I think it's, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like a five and a quarter, three and a half. I think it was oh, okay. It, okay. technically yeah. I think you're right. I think the actual Magnetic media inside was smaller. Oh, I think the square yeah. is like a three and a half, but yeah, yeah. That's I think the only
4: really number ones. I, I don't like doing number ones because, yeah, okay. Uh, number two. Oh, wait, Chris. <laughs> you you just a said there. a number. That's I okay. I, I know. I know. <laughs> um, question Dose What was the original desired name for the Walkman? A. Stereo Buddy. B. Music Boy. C. Stereo Walkie. Or D. Stingman. Or Sing Singman. Sorry, not Stingman. Stingman. Stingman be cool. So you uh, got yeah, Stereo Buddy, Music Boy, Stereo Walkie, Singman.
0: Okay, I just want to say whatever the real answer is, is going to be your official nickname of the show for the rest of time. <laughs> what? So whatever the answer is, <laughs> you are going to be that from now on. I am going to call you that. And I so I think it's stereo walkie. <laughs> I think it's uh stereo buddy. Stereo buddy.
4: I hope it's can you, Stereo Buddy. Can you read those again? Because uh, I have heard
2: this before, but okay, I can't. Okay. I don't recall. Here
4: we go Stereo Buddy, Music Boy, Stereo Walkie. Music Boy would be Sing better,
0: though. Sing <laughs> Man. Sing Man. I need a sidekick. Uh, no, it's a superhero
4: name. Really? <laughs> so I, I'm going with Stereo Walkie. Stereo Buddy.
2: Stereo Walkie.
4: All right, so we have Stereo Buddy, Stereo Walkie, Stereo Walkie. Stereo Walkie is the correct answer.
0: Oh, yes. Stereo Walkie Sebastian. <laughs> uh,
4: but fortunately, oh, Walkie was already tra- trademarked by Toshiba. The Walkie part. Walkie. Mm-hmm. Walkie Talkie. Oh, yes. Okay. So. Yeah. Really I
2: worked, worked out, out for him, didn't
3: it? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Stereo <laughs> sure. Walkie. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, next. Uh, kind of diving into the uh, home entertainment. Uh, Which Pixar film was simultaneously their last VHS release and first Blu-ray release? Finding Nemo, Cars, Ratatouille, or WALL-E?
0: WALL-E. Last VHS and also their first Blu-ray? Yes. Say it again. What are the four choices again? Uh, Finding Nemo,
4: Cars, Ratatouille, or WALL-E? Mmm. Mmm. I think
0: Finding Nemo.
2: Finding Did you Nemo. pick?
5: Yeah, I said Wally.
0: Cars. Oh. For I, me. Think cars. I think Wally's I too think late. Cars. I think Wally's too I think
2: I've seen a Cars VHS. I believe I've seen a Cars
4: VHS. Okay. All right. Well, the correct answer is Cars. Wow. 2006 was the release of the, of the last. Beautiful. It was the last release of a VHS. I for, know why for I Pixar. saw it on DVD. It was pirated. A pirated <laughs> copy that someone from the
0: staff loaned to my children or something like that. Hey, kids, you want a v- DVD? It's like, Daddy, why does that guy keep walking in front of the camera? Or cars? <laughs> yeah, I think it was one, I think it was the Finding Nemo. I think one of our staff members went to the Philippines or something and brought back a bunch of DVDs. Well, <laughs> I don't know if it was pirated. Maybe it was a legal copy from the philippines yeah well, oh
3: yeah sure is uh, there any <laughs> I,
0: I don't know it had a it had like a little um holographic sticker on it and everything Okay, right.
4: yeah it was so 2006 was they released the vhs and then 2007 they didn't release the vhs but they just re-released it cards with uh, as blu-ray yeah chris yeah, first has blu-ray. answered every one of these correct right yes correct yeah. wow all right here we go here's uh, question four this store was once number two in electronics retail but closed its doors in 2009. Radio Shack. <laughs> um, a, Circuit City. B, Micro Center. C, oh, no. Crutchfield. Or D, PC Richard. No, it's oh, Circuit no, no, no. City. Circuit City. Circuit yeah. City.
5: I didn't know it was going to be an option. Circuit City, that's what I said.
4: There are still Radio Shacks
2: around, I believe. Yes. Yeah, you're probably right. It was very
4: hard to, yes, it's Circuit City. I just remember <laughs> all the ones in my area closed down. Yes. That's yeah. what I yep, said. Yep, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, circuit. I was thinking about Radio Shack too, but it closed in 2009, and I know there's Radio Shack still around. So, yeah. Um, um, with the big glass fronts, many Circuit Cities have been transformed into restaurants.
0: Yep, I could see that because they're also in newer strip malls and things like that. They were like anchor they stores for a They were big buildings. Of, I knew
2: yeah. people who bought, I think, computers at Circuit City. Then they had, they had warranties on them, and then they broke down, and they had nowhere to take them to get them fixed. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. bummer. Oh,
5: man. I just remember it, the big plug in the middle of it, so it's this big monster oh, red yeah. square in the middle of the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: That was pretty trademark. Nice. Now, this last one. Um, yeah, okay, here we go. The mobile phone, which started to become popular in the late 80s, has a use that has surpassed that of making phone calls. What is it? A, texting, B, taking pictures, C, taking video, or D, checking the time. Can you repeat the uh, question? The mobile phone has a use that has surpassed that of making phone calls. Mm. What is it?
2: How do they know how many times you check the time? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask you that, Chris, but uh, uh, I'm just going off know, of the you side. can't possibly <laughs> and know And I'm sorry, but it's well, very
4: hard to if find this think information. About it, but <laughs> you <guys are laughs> hilarious. Oh, boy, that's so funny. I <laughs> imagine as I'm time. researching... Take video, take pictures, and what? Uh, Are
0: you putting your face in front I of forgot. the microphone for a reason? No. Put the back of your head by the microphone? I forgot I was
5: on the radio for a second. <laughs> <can't>.
0: You literally <laughs> put the microphone behind your head and just started talking to I him. couldn't hear it. It wasn't
5: even like I was whispering. Like yeah. I didn't really want him that's to do that. I have wear headphones your headphones, on. On. but you get, you get headphone hair. I I seriously? No, that's not what I care about. Uh, texting, I I taking, <laughs> texting,
4: taking pictures, taking video, or checking the time. Oh, oh I'd say texting.
0: Mm. That would be immeasurable. They could That'd have be all that, surpassed it, really. Yeah. to be honest, yeah. because yeah, I make about two
5: calls take, a week. Yeah, and everything else, I do more than that. Yeah,
2: I mean, it it could have. All but I'm not the
5: average it. person.
2: It may have all. I say texting, though.
5: I would say <laughs>
0: stereo walkie. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, check the time.
4: And what was yours, Lawrence? All right, for those who are, who message. can't hear yeah, him, through the his, microphone. Hey, uh, text message. Sorry, folks. This is Lawrence's. <laughs> it's his first only time is, on the radio. Uh, 229 <laughs> episodes. He's this been here 221 of them. Of
2: my,
4: my life. I'm <laughs> of, of, what was yours, Chris? Losing it.
2: I'm going to say texting.
4: Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sorry, but this is. Uh, Checking the time is actually the correct answer. Yes. Because How they is were, that measurable? They were
2: able to quantify that to the exact- How
4: is that measurable? Because I believe it. Well, they maybe they were able themselves. to survey. see- Survey. It is survey. Maybe they were able to see the that's killing off true. of the wristwatch market as well. That's And, that's, and the decrease you know, in sales. That
0: would be an economist view. That's the free economics way of
4: figuring <laughs> it out. T- attached- Chris, a, I know they, you're having a hard time with the this, the but you won. You won. Rentals. You're the winner, Chris.
0: Circuit City stopped selling watches, and then they went out of business. Therefore- Well, Sebastian, great job, uh, Stereo Walkie. I really (laughs) appreciate that. And, uh, stereo walkie. I, I, I'm not going to be able to get that out of my head. I might call you Stereo Buddy hey, instead. Hey. Stereo Buddy makes more sense. It's more self-explanatory. Stereo walkie, people might think, oh, is he a stereo yeah, from but, Milwaukee? But Music Boy is awesome. Music Boy is pretty good, too. <laughs>
2: At least he doesn't call you Gandy Dancer. Yeah, Gandhi that was that Jay Babin. Oh, yeah. oh boy, yeah. We, he we, was yeah, the Gandy right. Dancer.
0: Yeah, we've, we've, we've got – we will vote amongst ourselves and figure out which one of those is best, but Stereo <laughs> Boy – Stereo Walkie, Music Boy, Stereo Buddy—it's going to be one of those for sure, Sebastian.
4: Because Sebastian's just so hard to remember. And well, say. you got Johnny Appleseed, Josh Haddock—you know, well, a couple true. other things. Yeah, that you can call me. Well, that no, everyone I, else calls me. I, I would Josh not call. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
0: Okay, and he's the only guy in the studio that's actually made tortillas for a living. True story. That's for extra so, money, That's not a right. living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for a living, sorry. Okay, all right, we're going to take a short break. Listeners, thanks for hanging in there. Guys, thanks for being part of the show today. Really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to take a short break and come back with some idioms, some news, some obscure historical factoids called Stranger Than Fiction. More live till 5. It is 4.19 p.m. on Friday, September 1st. More live till 5 after this short
2: break. And
0: we're back with a little more Live Till 5, 423. If I'm seeing the clock right through my trifocals here on Friday, September 1st, episode 229. Glad to have you with us. If you're just tuning in, this is Live Till 5, our live local talk and variety program here at Harvest Family Radio, 88.1 FM, Barragata, Guam. You can listen from 3 to 5 p.m. every Friday, live to this broadcast, or you can catch us on The Rebound, Saturdays, Noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 and 9 p.m. Because we recognize that sometimes you're just catching us as you're driving errands. Maybe you're picking up kids. You're you're on your way to work. You're on your way from work. You're heading home from church or watch care gatherings. However you're listening to us, wherever you're listening to us, we're glad you're with us. KHMG.org. It's our website. You can listen to the live stream at your desk, at work, on your computer, on your Wi-Fi-enabled device. There's a lot of different ways to listen there. You can also download podcasts. Not just of this show. But many of the other shows that we produce here at Harvest Family Radio are available in podcast form there on khmg.org. So we'd love to have you go to the website and download some of those podcasts for your own edification. Also, let us know you're listening. Go to Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook. We'd love to hear from our listeners there. Send us a personal message. Give us some constructive feedback. We'd love to know what you think about our radio station, things we can improve, things we can we can add and change. So we we love to interact with our audience. Sometimes radio is hard to get a response from because people are passively listening and sometimes maybe you're in your car or you're not in a place where you can just drop everything and send us a note. But if you think about it, go to our Facebook page, one of the best ways that we can know that you're listening. And if you have an extra 10 seconds, just drop us a quick note, personal message, private message there on Facebook. So glad you're with us now did want to put in a little plug for the hub because the hub has been such a great sponsor of this show since the earliest episodes we have had a great partnership with our coffee shop and bookstore here at harvest they provide us with the drinks we have a fun time in the first hour describing those to you and uh, they're so generous to do that for us and they they bring them up and Even on some of the days off, they'll still come in sometimes and make us drink. So we really appreciate that, and I want to just put in a little plug that they do serve fresh muffins down there Monday through Friday. They have malasadas from Daddy's Donuts there, coffee. They have a new Sumatra blend that is very tasty. If you had had their old Sumatra and maybe you thought it was a little too strong or a little too dark of a roast, you should go and try the new Sumatra blend. It's very good. And uh, they also have a Brazil blend, Costa Rica, different, they they have different brewed coffees depending on what day of the week it is. Also, all our coffee drinks are great. And as Bob Shuck so eloquently described, the Mint Monsi, the Calamansi with mint in it is really, really tasty. And it's a great, refreshing drink that you can have down there at the Hub. And they're open every day, Monday through Friday, 7.30 to 4 p.m. And then after church services on Sunday as well. And uh, we love to have you... Uh, We love to have your patronage there because, did you know, all the profit from the coffee and tea and muffins and things like that, all the profit from that goes to missions. So everything above and beyond our costs, we send to missions. And this year, I think we were able to give almost $20,000 towards missions projects and missionaries. And uh, it's a great, great way to support missions and also get some enjoyment out of it. Now, One of the segments that we normally do in the first hour, but we had some guests in here, so we're going to do it right now. It's one of my favorite segments. It's called The Buck Stops Here. Words of wisdom from the desks and walls of many a successful person. From a book by the same name, Horace Martin Woodhouse wrote the book, The Buck Stops Here. Little plaques, little signs that people have on their desks to motivate them. Different leaders of industry, scholars, statesmen, theologians, barons of industry. You might not recognize this lady's name, but you definitely recognize the company. Pfizer, P-F-I-Z-E-R, you know the drug manufacturer. Karen Caton, one of the country's most highly respected business people, senior executive, worked in the international healthcare company since 1974, consistently been involved with the marketing of new products, including Lipitor, which helps lower cholesterol. Her extraordinary success in introducing new medications to the American public has earned her many awards as well as ranking as one of America's 50 most powerful business women. In addition to serving as president of the U.S. Pharmaceuticals, Pfizer Incorporated, Caton holds several other influential posts at the company. And you know, the little plaque she has on her desk is just five words. It says this, who else needs to know? Who else needs to know? That's a little plaque on Karen Caton's desk, executive at Pfizer, and that is The Buck Stops Here. I'd like to take a little time to share some idioms with you as well, because many people say things, little figures of speech, colloquialisms, turn a phrase, but they might not know where they came from or the true meaning of those. And so... I'd like to share some of those with you right now. Maybe you grew up saying some things or your parents said some things and you're like, what in the world did that mean? Or I wonder where that came from. Well, maybe you'll learn something today. For example, you ever hear the idiom, tough nut to crack? Well, did you ever try to crack open a really hard, like a walnut or an almond? It's not easy, sometimes you have to use all your strength, plus strong, you know, like a hammer or something. And uh, a tough nut to crack is something very complicated to understand or to do. Extremely tough or thorny problem to solve. Trip the light fantastic. Now, I have heard this phrase many times, and I have no idea where it comes from. So I'm learning with you. Here you go. This is where it comes from. John Milton, the great English poet of the 1600s, made up the phrase in his poem, Legro, in 1632. Readers thought that the phrase "trip the light fantastic" was a delightful way to describe dancing, and more than 370 years later, we're still using it. To dance is to trip the light fantastic." I had no idea, I've heard the phrase, and I had no idea what it meant, and I definitely had no idea that it came from John Milton in 1632 in his poem, "Legro," and to trip the light fantastic" simply means "to dance." True blue. The expression comes from an old proverb that has at least two possible origins. The 17th century, blue was the color of many British groups, Scottish Covenanters, the Whig Party, even the varsity teams at Oxford and Cambridge Universities. Anyone loyal and true to those groups wore something blue. Blue was also known as a true color because the blue thread made in Coventry, England, during the Middle Ages was highly regarded for holding its color. The blue dye didn't run, so blue came to stand for faithfulness. Note also that true and blue rhyme Rhymes often help an idiom become more widely used. It means to be very loyal, dependable, faithful, true blue. Turn over a new leaf. In the 16th century, when this idiom was born, people referred to pages of a book as leaves. Turning over a new leaf or turning over a leaf meant turning to a blank page in a workbook to begin a new lesson. What the expression suggested was that you can change your behavior for the future and begin again as if turning a new page in the book of your life turning over a new leaf to correct one's behavior or attitude to begin a new, fresh start. Turn the other cheek. This is a biblical expression. In the New Testament, Jesus urged his followers to refuse revenge when someone provoked, insulted, or physically hurt them. If someone slapped you on one side of your face, you should not fight back with angry words or blows. Instead, be patient and turn your head to the other side. Turn the other cheek is to let someone do something bad to you and not defend yourself or hit back, not merely ignore Uh, to merely just ignore abuse or injury. Turn the tables. This thing probably came from the early 1600s, has two possible origins. In some tabletop board games, such as chess, checkers, backgammon, the table was actually turned as part of the play. There were also tables that had two-sided tops. One was polished smooth, the other was for eating. The other side was rougher and used for working on. You would turn the tabletop over when you needed whenever you need it to. Basically, now when you turn the tables on someone, you're causing a complete reversal of the situation, usually to your advantage. That is turning the tables. Let's see here. Turn your nose up at someone. Have you ever done this before? Have you ever had someone turn their nose up at you? You don't want to be the person that does this. This is not kind at all. But to turn your nose up at someone... Even in the 1500s, when the idiom was created, people showed scorn for things that they considered beneath them by sneering or putting their noses in the air in a snooty way. To regard something with haughtiness, to be snobby, that's to turn your nose up at something. Two more that begin with the letter T. Two cents. The phrase two cents came from the game of poker. In the late 1800s, you had to put at least a two cent or a two-bit bet in order to play. Today, when you put in your two cents... You state your opinion or give someone advice, even if it has been asked for. Your two cents gets you in the first conversation. I did not know this. However, people may tell you to keep your two cents out because they don't want to hear what you think. Your two cents aren't really worth anything to them. Other expressions with similar meanings, put your oar in another boat, uh, stick your nose into another person's business. An opinion, that's your two cents. And finally, 2 face. the expression comes from a Roman mythology, the god Janus, was the keeper of the gates of heaven. He had two faces so that he could be a better watchman. It's like the expression, two heads are better than one. In the early 1600s, a writer referred to someone who was double-crosser as two-faced. This captured the image of a lying person who tells you one thing and tells a friend something else or who smiles at you and then criticizes you to others. To be false or dishonest is to be two-faced. And those are our idioms. And that rounds out the T category. And we're kind of working our way through the alphabetical listing of, of uh, idioms. And very interesting. I always learn a little something every week, even myself sharing those. So I'm going to take a short break. When we come back, Chris Harper is going to be here with the news, a couple stranger than fiction things, and an obscure factoid about typing. Any typists out there? Well, stick around, listen to more live till five, and you'll hear about something that's familiar to you. So stick around. More Live Till 5 after this short break.
3: And So we meet with the darkness and strife. This sunny side we also may be.
0: We're back with a little more live till five. It is 4:38 p.m. on Friday, September 1st, episode 229. Here on live till five, I'm your host Jared Baldwin, joined in studio by all-around good guy and station manager Chris Harper, with La News. That's uh, French for the news.
2: Oh, well, I'm not going to give. Or the maybe news it's in Les French. News. It might les be news. Les News. Okay, I, I think News. It's one of those. Maybe I it think there been might be a French word for news. I, I mean, I'll, I, I'll I don't look want to it up. Go out on a limb, I'll look but. it up.
0: Yes, I'm gonna look it up while while you give la news.
2: Soldiers and police in helicopters and special high water trucks on Thursday rescued thousands of Texans stranded by flood water from Hurricane Harvey, which killed dozens of people as it drenched the Gulf Coast. This week, some 779,000 Texans had been ordered to evacuate their homes and another 980,000 had fled voluntarily amid concerns that swollen reservoirs and rivers could bring new flooding, according to the Department of Homeland Security. Harvey roared ashore late Friday as the most powerful hurricane to hit Texas in a half a century. There's a lot of great stories coming out of that as well. Uh, Texans have pulled together and. And uh, done a lot of rescuing of their fellow citizens and yep. friends and neighbors. South Korea said its Air Force conducted an exercise with two U.S. nuclear-capable bombers above the Korean Peninsula on Thursday, two days after a North Korean missile f- fired over Japan that had sharply raised tensions. The drills involved two supersonic U.S. B-1B bombers, four U.S. stealth f 35 b jets, as well as South Korean fighter jets, it came at the end of the annual joint U.S.-South Korea military exercises. U.S. stocks closed higher on Thursday as investors reacted to economic data and took cautious hope from Washington's latest promises for long-awaited details of a tax reform plan. The S&P 500 has been building momentum this week and notching five straight days of gains. That's for the first time in three months. This is after U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin said on Thursday that President Donald Trump's administration has a detailed tax plan and they're on track to implement that plan by year's end. On Wednesday, Trump did reiterate that call to lower the corporate tax rate From 35% to just 15%. One other thing, Amazon.com has been hit with a proposed class action lawsuit by a couple who claims defective Eclipse glasses purchased through the online retailer damaged their eyes. Now, the couple purchased a three-pack of Eclipse glasses on Amazon in early August, assuming that the glasses would allow them to safely view the United States' first coast-to-coast total solar eclipse in a century. Soon after the eclipse, the couple began to experience headaches and eye-watering, and then in following days, they developed vision impairment, including blurriness and distorted vision. That's what their lawsuit alleges. Amazon did not immediately respond to Reuters with a comment.
3: Hmm. I
2: assume if you buy eclipse glasses that you believe that they will prevent your right. eyes from being damaged. Didn't they recall a bunch too? Yeah, there was a story about a recall. I mean, you could see,
0: I, I mean, I, I hope I hope that they're, in a way, I hope they didn't burn their eyes and they're opportunists. And then in a way, I hope that they get justice if they did buy something that was faulty. But I do know that, uh, I think there's an implied common sense Aspect to some of these things. Of course. You know, of course. So you can't
2: just buy glasses and then hope for the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. You need to research what might actually happen if you look directly right. at the sun. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, right. it's an, I thought that was an interesting story because. Yeah. There was, of course, before the eclipse was all this talk about how you, you can damage your eyes and this right. is not a joke. Do not look directly at the eclipse and all that. So right. it was just an interesting that uh, it's kind of, and you'd think more than one couple had bought these glasses. Right. Well, it's now that FD. that
0: story's out, there might be more than one sure. person that sure. claims. So, you know, you want to root for the little guy, but you obviously don't want someone just to, you know, make up something just to get a, a juicy lawsuit. Right. <laughs> oh well. All right. Well, Chris, it's it's la it's la nouvelles
2: la nouvelles.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's the way to say it, but that's that's how it's spelled. Well, if there's an L, yeah, it's I two mean, L's and an E and an S. So la nouvelles, which would be French. the nothing. news. Okay. Wow. So now that I know you know nothing about French, I'm going to use French a lot more often because you won't be able to look at me in a scornful way because you'll be like, well, I don't know. What do you, what do you, know, about? <laughs> what do you know about French? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, we'll have some escargot muffins. Oh, that sounds good. Is that blueberry? No, it's actually snail. Okay. Anyway, hey, Chris, thank you very much for sharing the news with us today. Yep. What are you guys doing this weekend?
2: Uh, well, our pool is open at our complex for the first time in a while. So we will be going to the pool with tonight. We're um, spending some time with some friends and then we've got watch care. It's a packed weekend. We have watch care at our house on Sunday as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff this weekend. So it should be good.
0: Let me run one of my, kind of my stranger than fiction uh, to go along with. So Sebastian did the topic, kind of obscure software technology type things. I want to stick with that obscure tech. Yes. Uh, And I I read this week that Mavis Beacon turned 30. (laughs) And uh, Mavis Beacon was a typewriting tutor software program that you could get on a, I think originally it probably came on the smaller three and a half inch floppy drive or three and a quarter inch floppy drive. And then eventually on a CD cd-rom and uh, Mavis beacon was not a real person did you know that already
2: I I know nothing about Mavis beacon I've never heard of that in my life so like when you buy I it when you
0: remember it. how if did you ever buy a um, computer that already had software loaded on it or did you always yes. custom okay so if you yeah. bought one that had like the educational package, right? They sure. would have like a math tutor program, and it would have a, you know, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? And it would have like all these games and stuff. Yeah. So uh, it also usually came with a disc, the Mavis Beacon typing method software. When
2: you first said this, I thought you were talking about Davis Bacon, no. which is wages for union. workers. No, no, no,
0: Mavis Beacon. <laughs> okay, different, Mavis totally Beacon. different. Well, it's a name that was invented by the software creator to make it more, like, sound more personalized, and it's the Mavis Beacon Teaches Typing. And what they did is they picked the image of an African-American woman to be kind of the face of Mavis Beacon, but there is no Mavis Beacon. They said that Mavis even received has received many, many invitations to speak at, like, college graduations and things like that because, you know, it's a... Uh, uh, admirable uh, businesswoman leader um, success totally story up. that's entirely fabricated, <laughs> entirely fabricated. Mavis Beacon. But oh, so wow. the program is thirty years old, but the person never existed. So it was a big PC industry. Matter of fact, here you can see the original. Remember when computer screens looked like that, where it was? Oh, of course. It was just a very yeah, basic. Like you can maybe get three or four colors, and and yeah. it was all text. And a lot of what you had to do was just with the cursor. Sometimes you didn't even have a mouse for for some of it. But yeah, Mavis Beacon teaches typing turned 30, but there is no Mavis Beacon. But there was a typing tutor, and this is the typing method that I learned, and some of our listeners maybe learned this as well, the
2: Cortez-Peters typing method. Did you have to take typing in high school? I did have to take typing, and uh, I'm afraid that I did not... It did not stick with me because mm. I type in a very hunt and peck way, but mm-hmm. I can type fast. Okay. I can type yep. pretty fast, yep. but it's not the proper way. Like If a yeah. typing teacher looked at me type, they would just shake their head. Yes. And, yeah, they'd and be they'd be probably ashamed. give
0: you a, a CD-ROM of Mavis Beacon. Right. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Cortez Peters was – so I did a little research on this because Mavis Beacon was – the face of Mavis Beacon was an African-American – successful businesswoman who teaches typing right so sure. that was fictional character but cortez peters senior was a real african-american leader who started the first he was the first african-american businessman to start a college he started a business college and he was the world record typist he came up with a method you know kind of a wow. a, a way to learn typing and do it very quickly and so the Christian school I went to, with only 13 in my graduating class, we had to – everyone took the same electives. Everyone took the same everything. So I had to take typing. Two years of electro, electric or electronic typewriters, So, which meant that it could correct. So if you hit, you know, correct, it would literally white out the word you just yes. typed.
2: Yeah, I used to use typewriters.
0: Kids today too. have no idea. You walk mm-hmm. into an office where you hear a typewriter, instantly you're like, what's that familiar rat tat tat well, that's that's a typewriter. We had a typewriter in the office for years because they would use it for typing a certain kind of label on one thing that we did. Yeah. And so here at Harvest we had one until a couple of years ago. But so the Cortez Peters method, just to summarize, was you listen to an audio recording. Originally it started as records, I believe. Then it became cassette tapes. And he would he had a very interesting voice. It was kind of like this. He'd say A S D F J K L semicolon return. A-S-D-F, and he would just do it, and you would follow along. Well, and then they would do timed drills, and then you kind of compete against each other how fast you could type. And it actually, not only did it work, I think I can type, when I I tested out like 20 years ago with Kelly Temp Services on my typing, I could do like almost 70 words a minute, very fast typing. I learned it all from Cortez-Peter's method with these cassette tapes that are teaching instructor would, our our typing instructor would sit there and have us go through. And then eventually you would type to music. So they'd have you do a typing method thing where you'd follow the sheet and then you'd have music. So you get the rhythm. So a flow of typing. And have you ever noticed you can be typing? And if your brain is in neutral, you actually can type a little better than if you're thinking about every little
2: Yes, last little last I little know. thing. Yeah, that
0: I know. Yeah. And uh, I think that was one of the things. And so Cortez Peters Sr. passed away. Cortez Peters Jr. took over and expanded it, expanded the whole uh, method, business, everything. And the business school he started, I believe, still exists in Chicago.
2: I've never heard of this. When you said that one, I thought of Cortez Kennedy, linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> That's all I could think about because I grew up a Seattle Seahawks fan. And I'm still still him and Cortez Kennedy. He's a he's a famous, Can famous, he type? But can uh, he type? I'm sure he can. I, I bet I can outtype
0: anything. him. I can I can outtype <laughs> wow. him for Ch- out. sure. Maybe it's a challenge. Yes, that's right. in in uh, wow. he can maybe get me in the in the 50 yard dash, but uh, I can get him in the. Well, he's a big 50 guy. words per minute. I think he was like a linebacker or yeah. something. So, well, Cortez Peters Jr., who who was the heir apparent, he or yeah, he ended up taking over. No, it was the, the dad, I'm sorry. He died at 57 years old, but he was affiliated with the Royal McBee Typewriter Company, which was a very famous electric typewriter back in the day. Anyway, obscure, yes, probably. Um, helpful, not really, <laughs> but maybe it connects to that one listener out there who's like, I, I did that. I was asking Pastor Heron, did you take typing class? He said, yes, he did. I said, describe it to me. He described exactly what I just said. I guarantee he took the Cortez Peters typing method. And although he doesn't remember the author of it, he learned how to type through it and it's stuck because he can still remember typing to an audio recording and then to yeah. music and all that. So very interesting. Anyway, it's a lost art now. I mean, by the time you could teach typing to kids, they've already learned how to hunt and peck and type with their thumbs on a QWERTY keyboard and things like that. So uh, teaching typing... I don't know if it's as effective today. I'd, I'd be curious to know what, in educational circles, what they think about teaching typing because yeah. let's say that you, I, how young would you start teaching that? Because if you wait till they're in sixth or seventh grade, when they're doing papers on the computer, like report papers and stuff, they've already learned how to type on their parents' iPad and on their phone. And, sure. So I don't know if, if typing is a thing anymore.
2: It's a good question. We're too old to know. Apparently. I know.
0: I know. I feel like I've... Although
2: I have kids that age. Sixth grade to, is my oldest. Yeah,
0: yeah. Do they, do they have to do pa- uh, papers on the computer? Uh,
2: she's done some things on the computer, but not, not lengthy papers or anything mm-hmm. like that where she's done a lot of typing. But she can type a little bit. I have to admit
0: yeah. that one of my kids was given an assignment when they were in fourth grade to type a paper. And they didn't know anything about a keyboard or anything. Yeah. And I got so frustrated that I sat this child on my lap... And I grab their two index fingers. Yes. And I type the whole paper holding their index fingers while they watch television. Because I'm like, if I let them do this, how could a teacher <laughs> give a fourth grader a one page paper? It's gonna take yeah. them ten hours. Yes. Seemed like a good idea at the time. It was one of those clever teacher ideas that really uh probably should have been thought about a second time. So <laughs> anyway, well, Chris, thank you very much for yeah. uh, the news and for hanging in there with me. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, going to wrap up the show. The last couple of minutes of live till five, and listeners, thank you for staying with me as well. It is four fifty three p.m. on Friday, September first. This is live till five. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin. Short break, and then back to wrap up the show.
3: Lord, God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord, God, walk with me. While I'm on this old teacher's journey,
2: I want Jesus to
4: walk with me. Take my
0: hand and we're back with the last few minutes of Live Till 5. It is Friday, September 1st, 4.56 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Thanks for joining us today. Fastest two hours of my week is always 3 to 5 p.m. on Fridays. We've been doing this for 229 episodes. And you can find many of those archived broadcasts in podcast form at khmg.org, along with some great programs that Chris and Sebastian and others in the past have helped produce here at KHMG Studios, I'd encourage you to go to KHMG.org. And if you're looking for some good podcasts, download download some of our preaching podcasts, Building Great Leaders, Living Redemptively, uh, Heart of Harvest, Harvest Time, uh, Take Note, Harvest Echoes, and then, of course, Live Till 5 for a little lighter, lighter side there. Love to have you accessing all the media that we produce here any way you can. And we really appreciate your patronage you listening to the show, you enjoying it. We'd love to hear from you. Harvest Family Radio on Guam. You can find us on Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam, and follow us. We'd love to have you be aware anytime we upload a new podcast. We maybe send out a, a, an, a notice about something new that we're doing. Uh, sometimes we'll send out a little encouraging devotional, a link to something. Chris has put up some cool songs that are new songs, maybe a new uh music group that is, that is ministering uh, on the radio that now we're carrying, and he'll put a link maybe to one of their songs that people have commented about, so just a lot of good stuff there. I'd also encourage you, pick a program a day that you really like and tune in every day for that. We have so many good programs, and uh, you might not be able to listen all day and all night, but pick a program. And uh, one of my favorites, of course, is Unshackled. Just, it's been on the air for so long. I think it's the longest-running radio drama in the world, and um, Christian or secular, and I believe in any country. Thousands and thousands of episodes, and there are some pretty powerful episodes out there. I think you'd really enjoy it, and it edifies you as a Christian, which is one of our goals. We want to edify you, build you up in your Christian life, help you in your walk with the Lord to grow That's why Harvest Family Radio is here. It's a ministry of Harvest Baptist Church, and we love having you as our listening audience. And let me encourage you, if you don't have a church home, we'd love to invite you to visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church Sunday, 10.30 a.m. I'm one of the pastors here. I'd love to meet you and uh, be able to minister to you. If you don't have a church home, if you already have a church home, a church that is preaching God's Word, be faithful to that church. Don't go just looking for what you're going to get out of it. Go and say, Lord, how can I be a blessing to someone else? How can I serve you today? And remember, service is sacrificial. It costs you something. It's not always in your comfort zone. Most of the time, it's outside your comfort zone. So, you know, go with a heart to serve your brothers and sisters in Christ and to reach the lost. But if you don't have that church home, you don't have that solid foundation, we'd love to have you visit us, visit us here at Harvest Baptist Church. And that's it for Live Till 5. You're listening to us on KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barrigada Guam. Have a great weekend.